0: to tell you why i actually got on here at 10 o'clock instead of 9 45 it you not running afoul of the law let me explain are you currently on the lamb i don't own any sheep uh. <laughs> <laughs> so why were you late i was lifting uh heavy weights you are want to do that yes mm-hmm. i was traveling at, at a brisk pace down um one of these fine north carolina roads toward uh, uh what, what we call a stale green Okay. It's It turned an unfortunate yellow color. I wouldn't, you know it, but uh, I was also eating a power bar in one hand. Mm-hmm. And I knew that uh, Johnny Law, he was a coming. And I knew that he had his best Nikon out. Well, I'll be if uh, as I was passing that that brilliant bright cherry above me, uh, if old Uncle Sam didn't snap a, a sweet selfie of me seatbeltless eating my my double mm. chocolate chunk power bar. You know, in this life, we all want to be remembered. So I gave Uncle Sam one of my patented Linda Donnelly birds. Mm -hmm. So I do imagine that old Uncle Sammy will be sending me that selfie (laughs) with uh, potentially a Venmo request of (laughs) hopefully just a few dozen of my my (laughs) hard-earned dollars. Uh, So that's, that's why we're starting here at 10. Well... I appreciate 16, your on, your, 10, your honesty and
1: openness. Uh, I hope Jonathan Law, I believe you called him, uh, is easy on your pocketbook. And Uncle Samuel, uh, Uncle Samuel, yeah, Uncle Samuel, that's that's Satan. Oh, is it? It is. Yeah. Okay. Let's um, <laughs> let's let's start the podcast. <laughs> Hello, good football to all. This is the Shall We Football Podcast. I'm Ryan, my co-host. AJ Colt has a real job. Uh, he'll join us. Eventually when they stop making him run two restaurants at once. Uh this episode is just me and AJ. It's cars, coaches, and catamarans. Catamarans, if you're not aware, are boats with large asses. No real need for rules here since it's just us gals. Uh, we're not here to make friends, humidity and pun's not tolerated. Name calling is required. Do not wait until people are done talking to opine. No rules, just write broke back. Snakehouse. AJ, are you ready to football? hmm Let's football. Okay. In our list of things earlier. Uh, coaches and catamarans preceding that there is a car. Uh, There is a car potentially on the move as well after being released by those Las Vegas Raiders. Derek Carr visiting the Jets and the New York, New Orleans Saints. The New York Jets, New Orleans Saints. Something new on the horizon for Derek Carr. What do you think of these two potential moves? What's What's the best landing spot for the car of our dreams?
0: Let's... I like that. Let's start from uh, the 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 first sort of um the the fulcrum of this which is Derek Carr leaving uh the Raiders. That's yes. That is the preceding event of, of all of this. Not the so fulcrum, let, but the preceding event for sure. Yeah, but it, it's the uh it it everything hinges on him leaving.
1: Correct with me? Sure. I think it's pretty well documented that he's leaving though. So that's that's a, a door we've already crossed.
0: Right. But where does that leave the Raiders? Is what I'm getting at. Sure. Um, start starting at the beginning. So now the Raiders are part of the um the race for one of one of well, the race for the the, the Rogers sweepstakes. Uh mm-hmm. potentially whatever Lamar Jackson does or doesn't do, uh, that could be planned for down the road by getting a holdover quarterback. Uh, which I would not put past the Raiders. No. And then there's the four first round quarterback, uh, the the joining the the slew of teams fighting for either three or four first round quarterbacks, depending on which franchise you talk about, which is Bryce Young, CJ Stroud, Will Levis. And then depending on who you talk to Anthony Richardson. So yeah, I know. I know. Hang with me here. So so, those four quarterbacks potentially, and then, uh, Aaron Rodgers and whatever comes of the Lamar Jackson uh, saga eventually. So, you know, you've got five quarterbacks immediately and then potentially a sixth. Uh, so, of 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 potential franchise quarterbacks, sure. And I mean, four of those guys have never played a down of NFL football. Right. One is literally sitting in in darkness and and potentially like he his own feces, yeah. and and I mean I wasn't gonna be that blue, but yeah, he could be sitting in in little um, little uh, a rod stains, and then there's you know Lamar Jackson who's had his problems with a stained trouser. Or two. Yes, yes. Yeah. So we're this is a real shitstorm we're sitting in. Oh boy, four unproven first round quarterbacks, a man who sits in darkness and feces, and a gentleman who pooped himself on national television. Yeah, in white pants in white pants So that's where we sit that's with, a tough spot for, for it is a tough Vegas spot Raiders. not only that but um they're probably going to have to do a number on their um their their draft board if uh they want to move up high enough to get one of the three quarterbacks that could even potentially start day 1 or who 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 could who you could make an argument right now are able and will levis at that is developmental sure you could say all these guys are developmental, but yeah. Bryce Young and C.J. Stroud seem to be the most kind of tailor-made to start game one, if you have to.
1: Bryce Young, sure. C.J. Stroud, maybe. Maybe. Um,
0: Will Levis, I'd say, less likely. And Anthony no. Richardson, God bless.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That Not to is, say they uh, won't
0: be good, but yeah.
1: That, that's a tough spot for, for those Raiders. Uh, they have their seventh pick in the draft. They have nine overall draft picks. What would it take to move up for them – I don't think the bears want to go down any farther than four or five.
0: Right. Um, it would take I, a substantial I would, think, package. I would think that moving down past five wouldn't be an option. I think five is their, is their bottom unless they have come up with a plan uh, in that front office that doesn't include either Jalen Carter or Will Anderson. Right. That, that That's mean, what I'm kind of getting at is without those two guys. Yeah. They won't be available at seven. More than likely, no. I would, I could not really imagine.
1: And and if if Justin Fields is going to be their dude, they can't go lower than four or five because they have to have one of those two.
0: I I honestly, I'm not sure I can envision uh anybody falling. I think six is as far down as I could fathom Jalen Carter or Will Anderson falling. Yeah,
1: I think that I think yeah, you could probably hide Will Levis in Josh McDaniels offense better than you can hide Anthony Richardson. I'd say you
0: could do that in any offense at least to start with. Yeah. The only the only one you could make an argument for would probably be the 49ers.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: That's sort of, that's the only one I could sort of wrap my my head around where yeah, you could hide a um you could hide, you could a, hide a, Anthony Richardson. A, a, you know, a uber physically gifted player yeah with a you know kind of questionable quarterback Passing ability, pa- passing ability, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Trying uh, to, try to be gentle on Tony. Yeah, I don't, I, I don't I, know.
1: I think I think Levis would be an okay spot for them. I think Vegas is the if if Aaron Rodgers ends up not in Green Bay, I think Vegas is the obvious choice for him to go. Can they afford to bring sixty million dollars into their cat pit this year? Is another question. They wouldn't have to send a whole lot to Green Bay, I don't think. To get Aaron Rodgers because of his age uh, and his contract number, it takes something. But I don't think it yeah. would be a I don't think it would be a, a, a king's ransom for 38 year old Aaron Rodgers. Um, but that kind of leaves us with where does Derek Carr end up? Uh, the, uh, I've read that the meeting with the Jets went really well. Uh, the Jets told him that if they go if he goes there and wins, uh, he can be a Hall of Famer, which is a bold statement by the Jets front office.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I mean, if we're still debating Philip Rivers, um, Derek Carr is going to have to do Eli Manning type stuff, like a couple Super Bowls. Yeah, which they would be contenders in that division with Derek Carr. God, aren't those two just like the perfect kind of um, comparison to make? Yeah, on whether an NFL quarterback is Hall of Fame worthy. Yeah, I think is, so. Does he pass the Eli Manning test? Yeah, you know, has he won at a level Eli Manning has, or has he? done enough statistically compared to his peers as much as Philip Rivers has I don't think the answer is yes for either of either n- neither of those things anyway um I my concern is like you know you're talking about Will Levis what if it's CJ Stroud who ends up falling there he has the arm to do what he
1: needs to do that oh you're not supposed to think about the helmet they wore in college but Ohio State quarterbacks don't do great they don't yeah, do great I, I I hate
0: that oh I I, I don't it, it, here's generally i i, I poo poo on um kind of like historical trends like that um but Justin it has the best one to come out of there well, in a it, long it, time and and he's not exactly lighting the world on fire through the he's air he's way better than cj stroud and he's way better than cj stroud well he's way better than cj stroud on the ground yes i think he's better with he was better with his
1: arm at ohio state too than cj stroud was
0: well he was also more mobile and could create yeah. more Lanes and things like that, but in the pocket, C.J. Stroud is a pretty damn good quarterback. Yeah. That good. said, like my my concern is this: the Urban Meyer to Ryan Day, um, that that transition and his tutelage under Urban Meyer, uh, it's that system. It's yeah. not Ohio State. You know, has nothing to do with the sure, helmet, yeah, like yeah, you I, said. I, I get that the yeah. system. It's it's it that that's that is an argument that I would listen to. Is yeah, I get this Ohio State this system not built to mold quarterbacks uh, yeah. into NFL players. I get that. And 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 that
1: that's kind of what I was getting at is is that that Ohio State system. Um and it's but it's been that
0: way since Urban Meyer. It's been that way for 12 years. Yeah. So and it's been that way um always under Urban Meyer. Urban Meyer doesn't have a successful the most Alex successful Smith. well, the most successful, the two most successful are Tim Tebow and Alex Smith. Yeah. And t- Alex Smith his success didn't come till late in his very in Kansas late city and in his, in his and career
1: a little bit in, in Washington as well. Yeah. He I was mean, generally disappointing in San Francisco. Oh, and, as, and as a number
0: one overall pick, he was wildly disappointing. super. Yeah. Wildly disappointing. Yeah. And then obviously, you know, Tim Tebow, but every, you know, those are your, those are your urban Meyer starting quarterbacks. Yeah. Total side note. Not great. No, not, not great. great. Not great. Um, returning from the tangent, uh, Derek Carr, which of these teams is better with Derek Carr immediately is it the jets
1: or the saints like between the two Derek Carr with the jets or Derek Carr with the saints who wins I'm gonna
0: I'm gonna say the uh (laughs) oh boy I'm gonna say the jets actually I am too yeah I'm gonna say the jets I I think that no I think the saints win the game if they have Derek Carr at at quarterback I think the jets are well you know what no this saints team is gonna look different yes they are come 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 20 uh you know uh Come opening opening game opening Sunday. Cam uh,
1: Jordan may be gone. I mean, there, there are some some questions there.
0: Yeah, does uh, Michael Thomas ever play football again? I think I think I'm, I'm I'm more comfortably with the Saints on second thought. Okay, I'm sorry. I mean Jets. I, I'm more comfortably yeah. comfortable with the uh, Derek. Carter meaning Jets. more comfortably with the Jets. Yeah, I am too because that's assuming Brees Hall
1: comes back healthy. Um, Garrett Wilson is a, a certified dude. Uh, if they can piece together some semblance of an offensive line, their defense is already legit their defense is already really good mm-hmm. i think Carr carter the jets is a, is a home run i agree he's better than anybody in their quarterback room by a mile right by, now. yeah by by a, a wide bare margin, margin. Yes. yeah i think uh, i think he has the right um the right kind of character personality to deal with the new york media he's been around a long a long time long enough time mm-hmm. I, I i think he's fine I think I think the Jets is the best spot for him.
0: Yeah, uh I do too with one exception and that being if uh this first round pick so I think Derek Carr might honestly dictate a little bit of what they do. Um they may have gone offensive line anyway with or without Derek Carr. Yeah, but I think if Derek Carr enters that building under contract that the Jets are almost necessitated to get get an offensive line at 13 yeah now they you know you might be i think at this point we'll, we'll talk about then i think next week is when we're doing our first mock but i think broderick jones could be there okay. um there i mean there's a chance that peter skaronski and paris johnson um, northwestern talk, yeah. and, and, and ohio state respectively fall yeah, i i would maybe. i would imagine because this, this that's their range is like I don't know, uh like seven to fifteen is, is my thought for those two. But if they get snatched up by let's say the Raiders at seven, uh, if they decide to try to enter Rogers, the Rogers or the uh, you know, Rogers without giving up their first round pick and and or probably or Lamar Jackson and whatever is necessary to make that work, yeah. If uh they stand pat. If they're making this pick minus this quarterback saga, uh, mm-hmm. I think it's an offensive lineman. I think I think as most most people would agree at this point that seven would be an offensive lineman, which would take one off the off the board uh, sure. for the Jets. Good thing for them though is they don't necessarily require a left tackle.
1: Yeah. as so long they have, as uh, as long as Becton comes back healthy,
0: as long as Becton comes back healthy, Elijah Barrett Tucker has made massive improvements. Yeah. So they've got young pieces, even if Beckton doesn't come back, this doesn't necessarily have to 1000% be their left tackle. No uh, Be. You know, it doesn't have to be fucking Joe Thomas. This no. could be, this could be um, like Tristan Wurfs, and get you an elite right tackle yeah. that can maybe probably play some left.
1: Anyway, a yeah. little more versatility to it. Yeah. I like that a lot. I like that a lot. So, can we speak
0: on Lamar Jackson just a, a, a little bit? Um, Buddy, I want you to know how bad I am at predicting. I am too. Holdouts. I am too. I
1: I just feel like the Ravens are, are still the best spot for him, right?
0: Uh, yeah, They've kind yeah. Of
1: developed their entire program around him.
0: Well, it's a new program. Todd it's Monken is a, coming it's in. It's
1: going to be a different program. Um, yeah, it's a
0: different program. No,
1: but I think Todd Monken. I don't know, man. Like, do you take that job without?
0: having a pretty good feeling Lamar Jackson's not going to be there or not. Well, Todd Munkin is now, and it was kind of a misleading headline. Todd Munkin basically said, like, it doesn't matter if Lamar Jackson holds out in reference to, like, whether he shows up before training camp or after training camp, not that Lamar Jackson wouldn't show up at all. That would be of great concern to Todd Munkin for sure. He was referring to, like, if he showed up, I don't know, right before the beginning of the season. That was where he was like, it doesn't matter. It's just football. It's just X's and O's. He'll figure it out. Right. He's a smart guy. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I think that Todd Munkin was uh, under. Under the assumption that. Lamar assumption was that. To yeah. I, don't, I can't imagine you take that job leaving probably one of the two best offensive coordinator jobs in college football and probably better than, I don't know, a handful in the NFL. Yeah. Oh, hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. In terms of job security, hundred percent. Yeah. Bill O'Brien and Todd and last year, Bill O'Brien this year, Todd, I'm sorry. Now now it's fucking Tommy Reese, Tommy Reese. And, uh, and last year, Todd Monk Bill O'Brien last year, those two jobs, they're better than, I'd say it's better than the Texans offensive coordinator job. I'd say it's probably better than better than the Broncos offensive job right now without question. I'd say that's um not as bad as the Texans offensive coordinator job. But yeah, yeah. Point, point taken. Yeah. So you have to think that the Ravens and Lamar are going to figure this out. I, I I'm not sure that I'm seeing there, there are now precedents, whereas I used to look at these things and be like, they'll figure this out. Yeah. Uh, the Tom Brady saga and even mm-hmm. some before that. But the Tom Brady saga was sort of the last straw where now when I look at news regarding holdouts and, and like long term longtime quarterbacks of NFL franchises, I, I, I look at it. And I'm like, I'm going to keep an eye on this. I the, anything anything's possible. Yeah, because I, I I was telling I told people and obviously, you know, we're not in New England in that area, so we don't hear the buzz from local reporters, but I never thought Tom Brady would leave. I didn't either. And especially go to fucking Tampa. Yeah, That's yeah true. I d- didn't see that. one. And so like I could see I could see just about anything and maybe Maybe Lamar is kind of turned off by the fact that there wasn't more urgency to get it done. Or the fact that it hasn't got done means that Lamar is just not seeing the kind of numbers and years that he, that he wants. wants. Yeah. yeah.
1: Get a fucking agent, bud. Let, let somebody who's done this before do this.
0: Why did you say that? Because Lamar Jackson is his own agent. Oh, okay. Well, then that's, yeah, that's, I mean, that's it, that's, that, that's that's it, that's it, right? we don't have to talk about it ever again now, right? Well, I mean, we will, but we will, but Lamar Jackson is is his own agent. Really? Yeah, he doesn't have an agent. No, you're right. No, is he taking applications though? I mean, I'll take the job. I'm not I'm not asking for you. I'm asking oh. for me. Well, you can email him. Wait, wait, wait. I've got it. It's I'm
1: really fast at hotmail.com at uh at @bellsouth.net. <laughs>
0: Lamar Jackson at, Bill South. 69420 at yeah. Bell South, six nine four twenty at Bell <laughs> South. So hear me out. Big, big trench coat. Mm-hmm. You and me. Ooh, like kids trying to get into the amusement park, but better, smarter, stronger, better yeah. looking, yeah. better hair.
1: Yeah. Oh sure. Older. Not better hair at the moment. Dan did text me and said, "Bitch, you need to get an appointment." <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, Ryan uh, Ryan looks like a very large man turned him upside down and rubbed his hair on a carpet. Yeah, is what I sort of jumped into this Zoom call and saw. So yeah. I texted our 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 collective. Um, wh- what do people that make hair look nice prefer to be called? Uh, Dan, Dan, we collect we uh, we uh, I contacted our Dan who makes yep. hair who makes, makes hair look good. good. He makes hair good. And I sent him a picture of um Ryan's uh, sort of—I guess you could call it—the like static chic. It's my new iconic look. No, it—it it looks like you—you you sort of slid down like a uh, some stairs on your head. Yeah, yeah, it's tough. Yeah, it looks—it looks, it,
1: it looks like up from her bachelorette party in Vegas at five thirty this morning and didn't yeah. shower here.
0: I'm sure she loved that. So I'm assuming that if you. Were to touch, say, like a frying pan right now, not warm or anything mm-hmm. um, that you could be a significant you spark. Could, yeah, you could potentially start a small house fire. Yeah, you could you could pret- potentially singe the front of your of that of your pug's fur. I'm just going to walk around and touch the dog's noses for a while. Mm. Oh. <laughs> that is uh, <laughs> that it's devilish. <laughs> Uh, speaking of dogs, my lovely girlfriend and I, we went to the Carolina Tiger Rescue, and uh, they rescue, if you can believe dogs? it, tigers. Oh, uh, and other large cats. But they do have, and this is a side story. But they do have what appears just to be sort of a fat dog. Uh, and I turned to Hannah and I said, "Hey, hon, doesn't this is that just a dog?" And it was in this very large cage, sort of the size of the cage that they had, like a full grown cougar. And then okay. in this other cage, they just looked like they stole Rick's dog. <laughs> and they were like, this is a wild dog. This, this is a wild dog from fucking Turkmenistan. This is a Turkmenistani wild dog. Okay. Like, no, bud. This is Rick's dog. <laughs> <laughs> Turns out. No, it actually was a wild dog from somewhere. I can't remember where, but anyway, we went to the Tiger Rescue, and it was great. They do great work. They're firmly against everything Netflix hit Tiger King stood yep. for. They stand against all that. Also related to the Tiger King, they have three of um, the Tiger King's tigers, which oh, that's we got fun. to see. These tigers were very well behaved and they were very very interactive. So Did good you on you, Joe. Hand? No. No, they were f- actively firing urine at all of us most love of the that. day. Yeah, uh, they did. Uh, the people warned us. Anyway, we go to the tiger <laughs> rescue. Great place. Watch they out for the piss. Watch out. You're gonna love these cats. Watch out for the piss. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to Carolina Tiger Rescue. <laughs> you're gonna love these cats. Watch out for the piss. <laughs> so for sure. So we did that, and then in sort of a linear path. Mm-hmm. is the carolina tiger rescue followed by the greensboro science center which had mm, oh just a hell of an otter exhibit you know how much i love those. Uh, you do love i too. love me a good otter exhibit they were mm. having a time oh, i was great disease ridden bastards yeah <laughs> yeah don't let them bite you now <laughs> with great cuteness comes a lot of flesh-eating bacteria <laughs> So Hannah is a former student at Appalachian State University in, in Boone. So we stopped in Boone and we eat dinner there and it is delicious. And then I ate a nice cake, a gluten-free cake, and it was delicious, but I didn't finish it all. That's a shame. You know, because I'm did a lady. Did you late. bring it with? I did bring it with. And here's the important part why I say that is because we're now traveling from Boone, North Carolina to, I'll just call it a remote part of Tennessee. Okay. And we're in the midst of Appalachia. On our left is the mountains. And on our right is what amounts to a four-lane highway of river. So pretty substantial river. Sure. And we see out of the corner of our eye what appears to be like a four-legged animal. And she said, we should stop and see what that is. And this beautiful, adorable husky comes trotting right up to our car. And this dog is so sweet. It was not Rick's dog. It okay. was not Rick's wild Turkmenistani hound. Collared, collared, No distinctive uh, tags. So we are so remote in Tennessee that we don't have any service. It's about 9, 930 on a Saturday night. All the shelters, they're closed. We decide, hey, uh, w- you know, we're going to call 911. It's so remote. That SOS on our iPhones doesn't work either. Oh, lovely. So in order to make this call, we have to um, get this dog in the car. Well, we tried that for about 30 to 40 minutes. Just wasn't really having a car ride. ride Didn't want want to go in Hannah's nice 2003 Honda CRV. It's a beautiful shade of blue. It is, yeah. I tried cake. Ah. Dog loved the cake. Obviously. I'm going to call you cake. So we tried for like forty minutes in total to get cake in the car. We tried yep. cake. We tried cheese. Yep. And we also tried some of the pizza lunchables. Didn't want none of that. That's a shame. That's yeah, a I know. I mean I wish I could have them. They got the gluten in them, but they do have the gluten. I, I would I would eat them if I could. <laughs> hey, somebody out there make gluten-free lunchables. And I don't I <laughs> I don't want you to just put gluten free shit in like little containers. Yep. We finally decide, all right, one of us is going to get in the car and we're going to go find service. And one of us is going to stay here with the dog. I stay with the dog. This dog starts to get super playful. I'm enjoying myself in 35 degrees on the side of a remote Tennessee highway at what is now gaining on 10 o'clock PM. Mm -hmm. At this point, we've had about two people stop and say, hey, are you guys okay? We're like, yeah, we found this dog. And they were like, okay, just checking if you're all right. Peace. As soon as they were like, as soon as they realized that they may be inviting responsibility, yeah. they were like, Oh God, you know, fuck too me. much. We're out. SNL starts in like an hour dog. I'm like, <laughs> I got to get the fuck out of here. So when Hannah comes back, uh, a car coming the opposite direction of us sees us and just sort of stops in the middle of the road. I'm like, dog, that's not how you, that's not how you pull over though. Nope. Uh, it was an older man and a woman. Uh, the man sort of reminded me of like, Kind of that first character you meet in one yeah. of your sort of assorted horror films. He uh he calls me Daddy which you know what up front, not loving it. Uh and then he calls Hannah mama? Oh, like that. I think it was Mama. He gets out of the car. A, a very robust man. You know, I'm just just straight up with you. Not all the teeth that the Lord giveth him. You know, Ned's habits, I think, maybe taketh away. I'm just calling him Ned. We didn't exactly exchange names. And I'll tell you why I wasn't forthcoming with my name is because while Ned was very nice, Ned was muttering in a, a language I'm not totally familiar with. It sounded like a hybrid of Latin and French. And I do remember hearing the words vampire. And I remember hearing the word wolf mm-hmm. uh, and I couldn't tell if he was referring to me or Hannah or the dog or maybe something he saw earlier sure. or like a, like a fever dream that he had recently. Maybe he DVR'd the new Nick Cage Dracula movie. Is there a new one? Yeah, buddy. It looks awesome. Fuck yeah. You know, I have built up a relationship with, with Cake, with with the, the new dog in my life. Yes, not the um, pastry, but the dog. When Hannah was gone and, and Cake started to play... Uh, a stray dog on a highway in remote yep. Tennessee. And at this point we're BFFs. I'm scratching sure. ears. I'm patting butts. Mm-hmm. You know, like we do.
1: Yeah. And like, I, like us pals.
0: Yeah. I'm like, I might actually be able to pick this dog up, which I, I now Ned never built that relationship. Instead he in muttering his foreign language and his about I, vampires. and I, I, That mixture was happening as he goes over to cake and tries to sort of bear hug him and, he just sort of shimmied and wiggled out the way. Mm-hmm. Old Ned's having a just a hell of a time and he's getting a little frustrated. And at that point, Ned becomes certain that we need to flag someone down. So Ned, he walks over right. to the other side of the road of the highway. And as a car is passing at probably 60, 65 miles an hour, Ned tries to flag him down. This car isn't stopping. I'm I'm envisioning overalls. Uh, you would not be far off. Ned does not decide to get out of the way entirely, though. Instead, he high fives the side view mirror, uh, causing the car to come to a pretty abrupt halt about 50 feet ahead. And now he goes up to the car. I I can hear that these people are are, are thinking that they just struck struck a man with a motor vehicle. Yep. And these people realize that this isn't a man who has injuries. He's a man who just has a lot of foreign language thoughts about monsters of myth and lore. Sure. So they rightfully continue on. Anyway, they end up leaving. By the way, I am wildly allergic to dogs. Yes, you are. Uh, I live with a Husky Shepherd mix. And I do believe whatever is occurring in my life is divine. Intervention allows me to live with this dog. So I wasn't exactly thrilled about interacting with a dog that sheds more than the one that I have. But I grit my teeth. I grab 80 pound cake. I put him in the trunk and we go on our merry way to our B&B that doesn't allow pets. We just basically spent that night. And then the morning after with cake, Hannah and I actually considered that if this dog did not have a microchip, which was our end game here, it could come home with us conceivably. Yep. It did have a microchip. It was from right where we took it from. Good. So you stole the great, dog. Great, great. We stole this beautiful, this big, beautiful husky. Um, it had, it had great big balls. We learned that it maintained these balls because the veterinarian told this dog's owner, this dog was a roamer and therefore did not need to be neutered. What does the, what does that mean? I don't know. Anyway, uh Cake found his way home, but uh I think we were holding greatness. Yeah. I this was like the Tom Brady of of huskies.
1: Hopefully with his big beautiful balls he can create cakes in the future.
0: Okay, well this this bit has run its course. Ryan, let's go to uh the break.
1: Yeah. Do we do we draw attention to the fact that we're doing it on a different day? All right. We took an extended break this time because AJ's internet is suboptimal
0: it's terrible
1: it's not great
0: no i won't say who my provider is but it it rhymes with bay three and three let's talk about coaches let's talk about the coaching carousel nay nay the The coaching catamaran. catamaran
1: that big ass boat that we discussed yesterday
0: listen every podcast that talks about the nfl wants to to lead you around the coaching carousel well we're grownups here, and what we don't fuck with children. We first. don't fuck the we don't fuck with those. I need to edit that. We don't fuck with uh, those fucking children's toys anymore. <laughs> what we what do we fuck with fucking yachts, Boats. fucking pinky rings. We fuck with like big gold chains. We fuck two with watches, two watches. We fuck with haggling. Oh, yeah. At retail at retail stores,
1: at retail stores. Yeah.
0: That's a what we. Seventeen-year-old
1: kid who's just trying to make enough money to get gas today.
0: He just wants to have gas.
1: Just have gas. That's it.
0: Let me tell you, bud. Just get yourself a gluten allergy. Get you all the <laughs> gas. Get you all the gas you need.
1: All of the gas. All right. So let's talk about all of our coaching, coaching catamaran boat trips. Uh, very not unlike the uh, the 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 Giants, New York Giants boat trip uh, of recent memory. believe that's what these coaches are doing if i'm if i'm not mistaken uh are we are are we going to start with the colts with with mr steichen
0: yeah let's start with uh shane steichen uh confirmed pronunciation
1: confirmed pronunciation and and your concept for our coaching catamaran with let's let's remind ourselves yeah
0: yeah i want to remind ourselves and everyone else that we're big boys and we don't need the cut we don't need that carousel in order to talk That's about right. coaches what we need is something for big boys which is the catamaran and on the catamaran we indulge in i'll say a more uh advanced and progressive uh thought pattern process and in that we're gonna have an, a juicy delectable moist uh, thought experiment and that is which of these five coaches will be employed in this position by this team at the end of the 2025 season. So the so the year 2026 and that would give them three full seasons.
1: Do they begin their fourth season yay or nay as head coach of these teams that they are currently on?
0: You know what, fuck all this. I'm going to start with Jonathan Gannon to the Cardinals. That was the Eagles defensive coordinator uh in 21 and 22. I heard on another podcast and the first time we tried to record this, I brought this up that this is, uh, this is jumping on a grenade for an entire industry of, of coaches is Jonathan Gannon by going to the Arizona Cardinals right now.
1: Did I hear correctly that he took a pay cut to take?
0: That would job? be, a, that's astonishing. But again, we've been over this on uh, multiple occasions. If you don't know something Google it and then bring it to the podcast, um, so we can do our best to cover up our ineptitude.
1: Yeah, that's. Uh, I'm very, very confused by why he would take this job. <coughs> they just paid Kyler Murray, right?
0: Did they pay? They paid Kyler Murray all of Jonathan Gannon's money.
1: All of Jonathan Gannon's. money. I'd like
0: to quote the replacements in saying, "Do you know much? How to fuck? Do you know how much?" insurance costs in a ferrari motherfucker
1: that sounded right i think
0: no i mean i'm not questioning whether it's right i i'm just a little upset that i stumbled through the first part
1: yeah i mean you got there eventually i'm proud of you for.
0: i don't want your fucking participation trophy (laughs) (laughs) uh so regardless of the money um i cannot fathom if if he took a pay cut that that will be a permanent thing i can't imagine that he that jonathan gannon and his representation would find that acceptable long term so,
1: correct before we we got so rudely interrupted by your dog shit internet last night we were on our way to saying <laughs> why in the fuck would you take this job it's yeah. a dumpster fire this like an actual dumpster fire.
0: It, it, it it's so that." Eagles defense is going to have a ton of turnover. Um, is it going to be worse than it was this year? Probably by a little bit. Because um, that defense
1: was really good. The
0: defense was really good. Um, obviously, they were exposed a lot in the Super Bowl, but they're going to bring back some of the And they, When I say they have a ton of free agents, they have a ton of free agents overall and an unbelievable amount on the defense, but they might, they're going to bring back some of those. I'm sure Howie Roseman and the Eagles have been adamant that they're going to be aggressive uh, in bringing in new players to replace uh, whoever leaves. So the defense is going to be good. And it's also going to be buoyed by an offense that keeps the ball and keeps the defense fresh. So it is, oh, it, oh, it is a perfect, perfect situation for jonathan gannon to continue to grow and hone his craft if he would have stayed with the eagles Yep. uh also there's stability with a head coach there's stability with a quarterback now there's stability with uh, a general manager and ownership um the city not so stable the the the, the program The city the, not
1: great the program
0: program the program the organ the organization at this point very stable on and off the field I, this is sort of like, I mean, the Eric B situation is unfortunate, but if you're Eric B enemy, um, you know, based on what you're doing right now, you can probably just sort of, I mean, he doesn't call plays, right? That's Andy Reed's job.
1: That's correct. Yeah.
0: So that's an experience that I think teams are going to want for a head coach, which is why he's moving so yeah. he can call those plays. But It's that kind of situation where you have like a long-term coordinator where they can just like Kirby Smart did at Alabama. He just waited for the second best job to come open. Yeah, and took it. And then took it. Uh, It Jonathan Gannon, which is, you know, I'm lucky that worked out for you, Kirby. But Jonathan (laughs) Gannon uh, could have done something similar and just waited for a better opportunity. Yep. Um, I, I, you know, some people are going to say that, no, these opportunities, you know, anything can happen. I, I don't I, I cannot imagine a way that the Cardinals play well enough for him to keep actually have more this in three years. Yeah.
1: I, yeah, I, I don't think so either, because you're you're missing basically, even if Kyler Murray comes back early in the season following an ACL tear, an ACL tear is an injury, especially for a quarterback that likes to, to move around like Kyler Murray does. Um he won't be right next year, right? Like he, he, he can't be right next year.
0: No, I, I don't I don't think so. And with with, with Cliff gone, Cliff Kingsbury gone, um I, I don't think that Kyler Murray is feeling necessarily stable in the organization. I, I don't obviously have any evidence of that outside of the the public information and the headlines that have been reported about his His love for uh, um, massive multiplayer first person shooters like Call of Duty Mm -hmm. Um, and his, I don't know, aversion to um, iPads that don't have Candy Crush film watching film watching doing doing football when you're not doing football.
1: I want to imagine that he's a big like farm simulator 2023 guy.
0: Is the new one out yet?
1: I think so. Just dropped.
0: Fuck yeah. Listen, I'm. I'm not going to cast any aspersions because I'm a fan of Battle Simulator. I never played it, but there are these but there are plenty of weird things on the internet that help bring you like a, a fulfillment based type of satisfaction. Sure. And, you know, watching like uh you know, five figures worth of little teeny tiny marines mowing down zombies in mass, there's just something about that. That yeah, really it it, that. it gets me there. Yeah, you know what? I'll be honest with you. Also, I used to watch um not Cloverfield, but uh, not Insidious, not Sinister. Actually, yeah, I used to watch Sinister to fall asleep. The horror film with Ethan Hawke, uh, great right actor Ethan Hawke. Huh? Really great actor. That. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah, great actor Ethan Hawke. Um, not great on this, but yeah, I I think that uh, Farm Simulator twenty three would be his jam. I think so too. Um,
1: I, I don't think Jonathan Gannon is Arizona's jam, though.
0: Uh, you know what's wild is that of the five teams that are filling that filled head coaching vacancies this off season, only one has a quarterback, and that is to me the least attractive of all five jobs. Yeah, I think so. And we can talk more about that. I don't know. i, I the, the Colts' job is pretty bad. Right um, now. if if they give if they give time to Shane Steichen and they give resources and the ability for him to put his team together the way yeah. he sees fit. Um, you've already got Quiddy Pay, you've got you've you've got pieces you've got and you've got DeForest Buckner, you've got Quentin Nelson, you've got pieces where it matters in the trenches. That's true. And then you've also got um, you know, w- whatever's left of the linebacking core, Darius Leonard and Bobby O'Kerrike, I think it is now.
1: Whatever. I was still like Okariki better.
0: I do too. Um, and then you have Michael Pittman. You have Jonathan Taylor. There are pieces. You're, you're, I mean, there are pieces. You're missing a left tackle and a quarterback. Yeah. If if they were to sign a veteran left tackle, um, maybe Isaiah Wynn or somebody, somebody who's inevitably just going to be released from New England at some point. Yeah. And then replaced unceremoniously.
1: Yeah, and they are the odds on favorite to move up to that number 1 overall pick if the Bears decide to trade it, right?
0: Yeah. Yeah. They they do need to address that offensive line though in addition to they getting just paid them all. Uh, getting That's the a problem.
1: They just paid them all. Well, they
0: need to address that that left tackle spot. Um yeah. Anthony Kaston, Costanz- they, they they exhausted their Anthony Costanzo eligibility. They did. And they did not manage to ring a Championship out of the combination of Costanzo, Nelson, Kelly, Glawinski, and Braden Smith, which yeah. is kind of a crime.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That's a shame. But the Cardinals, I would agree that the Cardinals is the worst job. um I don't know if I would want to take this next job either with the turnover that's happened there. Uh, D'Amico Ryan to the Texans.
0: domico Ryan's is going to get time, they're going to be very patient with him. He's a hometown favorite, and he's a rising star. So I think he and Sean Payton are going to have the longest leashes here. Yeah. Followed by Frank Reich.
1: I think but Frank Reich, just on track record, very much like Sean Payton.
0: Yeah, Payton has... I mean, Payton has built his stock uh, into sort of uh like like a cult.
1: Yeah, yeah. But, you know, D'Amico Ryans has... Always well, from everything I understand and have read about him, which is enough, I think he's always shown that leadership potential that guys just want to follow that dude. Yeah. Um, and granted, he had a lot of really, really good pieces in San Francisco on that defense to get them to be the best defense in football last year.
0: Yeah. But yeah, he he did. He he had, you know, a lot to work with.
1: He had dudes everywhere.
0: Um, I think that. His leadership is going to help. I think, I mean, hopefully he was absorbing some of the concepts that he was learning um, when he spent time with the rest of the coaching staff and, you know, specifically Kyle Shanahan in San Francisco. Uh, You know, obviously he's not going to bring the whole playbook. And I don't I wouldn't expect, you know, a, a defensive coordinator to, you know, additionally specialize in understanding and implementing Kyle Shanahan's entire system, yeah, to the Houston Texans, but
1: that'll be a know what you know and know what you don't type situation, and go get somebody who knows what to do on that side of the football, kind of like yeah. what Deion Sanders is doing in, in Colorado. Yeah, yeah, go that get I mean, a that's guy a... who knows what he's doing.
0: Yes, and boy did they. Yes, they did. Um, but that's not our our place. Our place here. Yeah,
1: but I think D'Amico Ryan's is going to do the same thing. I think he has to do the same thing. And they've got draft picks. They've got they've got opportunities.
0: Yeah. I think he'll be around. OK, yeah, I think D'Amico will be around. This is the one I am most skeptical of because, you know, it, it's the Texans and they are severely lacking in overall talent. Um, the defense is better than you think in terms of talent level.
1: Yeah, it's not bad.
0: Yeah, the the talent level has has risen. But uh, on the offense, you're sort of looking at outside of some young up and coming pieces. It's Laramie Tunzel.
1: And uh, Damian Harris, right?
0: No, Damian Harris is in New England. Pierce? There you go. That's the young piece I'm referring to, yeah. yeah. Damian Pierce looks good. Um, why they have hung on to <clears throat> Laramie Tunsil this long is sort of <clears throat> sort of beyond me. Uh, I guess if you find your left tackle, you stick with it. Not, Not to say that I think it would be smart to part with him, but more to say that parting with him would fit the way they've been conducting their off-season um transactions and things like that it would make sense time
1: to clean house
0: well yeah that's what i'm saying is based on the track record of what the texans have done over the years of being a seems like a perpetually rebuilding program getting rid of Valerie tunsel would have been something that made sense whether it would be right or wrong i mean he's one of the best they just never did um so that it's a little perplexing but uh I mean, he, I don't know this. He may have some sort of no trade clause or something like that. That's kind of beyond me. But uh, I would say I'm going to put D'Amico Ryans in the yes column. Uh, I'm putting Gannon in the uh, I'm going to put him in the fuck no column.
1: I, I, I like the fuck no column for him as well.
0: Yeah, let's.
1: So we have Shane Steichen in in, in the no column.
0: Uh, we haven't addressed that yet. Not, not fully. I'm, I'm still, let me waffle on that one a little bit longer and let's talk about Sean Payton before we both put him in the yes column that he will still be there.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I I think that's where it's going to go. He has to, I don't even think he has to, to resurrect Russ to keep, to keep this job.
0: Um, no, not to where he was, not to where he was. I mean, he has to be better than last year.
1: Yes. to function, but. Russ's contract becomes a little bit more tradable after two years, and he is not a guy Sean Payton went out and got. Now, whether or not Sean Payton would have advocated for that, uh, if he had had that job at the time, we'll never know. But now more pressure is on the quarterback than the head coach, right?
0: Yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. The roles are reversed from last year. This, this is what I was saying. Um, Uh, when we recorded yesterday was that there's like, and it's sometimes it's more than a year, but there is, uh, there's like a a year or so overlap between when the patience runs out on a quarterback and a head coach. And it kind of depends on where they start. If one started a year before the other or what have you. Um, And then after that, it'll flip. Yeah. You know, I mean, you're, you're basically eliminating your variables Mm -hmm. in a way and, I think all the variables have been eliminated for Russell Wilson, and this is the last house on the left.
1: Yeah, yeah. and they uh, went out and they're going to pay <laughs> Sean Payton a ton of money, and he is going to be the last man standing as this house burns down around him.
0: It very well could. <laughs> so, I mean, I guess thought a quick thought experiment, because we're super advanced here. The yes. Broncos, not Sean Payton, but the Broncos, how well are they going to fare? over the next few years in your estimation. Let me that that's a little much. Um
1: you wanted to just say next year?
0: Yeah, we can say next year.
1: The defense is still good, right? Yeah. I think the defense is still good.
0: Yeah, when you have cornerbacks as good as they do, you can cover up a lot of weaknesses.
1: Yeah. I'm not sure the offense is very good.
0: Oh man, um I I They'll be better. They Jerry be Judy worse. is Jerry Judy is an NFL caliber player. Yes. Uh, Cortland so Cor- Sutton, Cor- Sutton can, if if there's anything left with how his body has taken a beating, which, I, you know, that's an overreaction. There's there's plenty left. But yeah. if he can get back on track and then the, the running back room if Javante Williams can finally be the fantasy football Javante Williams that all these knuckleheads have been drooling over for years. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think they've they've this isn't revolutionary. They've got talent on offense. Yeah. Um. Do they have enough talent up front?
1: That was yeah. my question. Is can they protect and can they block? I don't know.
0: Yeah. Not not sure. I I imagine that having Sean Payton is going to help. Is going to have a trickle down effect in terms of confidence. Yeah. Uh, the most. It, I mean the the interaction between Sean Payton and Russell Wilson is going to be the one of the most interesting storylines of the off season and then the season. I am we should have like a weekly watch and we will know pretty quickly whether this is going to produce enough enough interesting discussion topics. Mm -hmm. I'm kind of thinking it won't, but I would love to maybe weekly or or monthly visit the relationship between Sean Payton and Russell Wilson, kind of like if we did it two years ago of the relationship between Antonio Brown and like sanity. And then Aaron Rodgers and anyone else wearing a Packers jersey.
1: Yeah, we can do that.
0: And I just have like
1: a Russell Wilson tracker, uh, cold, indifferent
0: Sean, Sean Russell sheets, Sean and Russell, uh, we'll, 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 we'll workshop the title. Uh, Peyton will still be there. Um, yeah, let's, I'll get back to, steichen but let's talk about frank frank reich real quick
1: yes frank reich carolina um i i think based on track record i'm gonna go yes he will be there Mm. um shit matt rule got three years two years
0: yeah Mm, but see matt rule was a first time nfl head coach right um
1: with a dog shit roster
0: yeah frank reich i mean obviously i think he's a better coach than matt rule i think he's a good coach um this will depend on what the Panthers can get at the quarterback position. Correct. They're going to need to tra- trade up which if they have to do that, they're going to have to give up a lot of future draft capital. Yeah. And that's going to hinder what they can put around their first round quarterback. That's And that's
1: a roster that needs help
0: immediately. They need help in a number of ways, indeed mm-hmm. they do. Um so with with Frank Reich And a guy like Ron Rivera, who has been a coach in the league and is now on their second or sometimes these guys go on their third run. uh, I actually don't think that they have the leash that Matt Rule would. I mean, you said three years was a lot to give that dumpster fire. That's true. Frank Reich. I think there's an assumption that he's going to come in and it will not be Matt Rule 2.0, which I don't think anyone thinks it will be, but. I think there is an expectation that Frank Reich will have this ship righted. And I actually think his leash is shorter.
1: I can see that. When he was the offensive coordinator in Philly, he had a, well, what is proving to be a very good GM in Howie Roseman. Mm-hmm. When he was in Indianapolis, he had arguably a very, very good GM in Chris Ballard, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, now in Carolina, who is, who, who is their Jeep?
0: The ghost of Dave Gettleman.
1: The ghost of Dave Gettleman. Still roaming the halls in Charlotte. Um,
0: What have I told I, you about bringing up things that you don't know that you could easily Google on the podcast, but instead it comes to a screeching halt? Because I have to chastise you and Colt. It's Scott, Fitterer. Scott I was buy- Fitterer. I was buying time.
1: You did well. You did well. Scott Fitterer has a track record of being okay, Um, but the, the cupboard is pretty bare in, in Carolina right now um so it's gonna be this is a much more difficult job i don't know i mean i think it's more difficult than when he took over the colts i think do you
0: um no i don't i don't um because andrew luck was there
1: but then andrew luck left
0: right but when he when he took over he he took over andrew andrew luck was there um I th- it's remarkable. Like losing a, a franchise quarterback can be catastrophic, like uh, especially when it's a, a, abrupt that that can, I mean, that could set a, yeah. a, a franchise back what he did forever. With the
1: corpse of Philip Rivers and Jacoby Brissett and, and those yes. guys, it was remarkable.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and to, to, for, for that, I, I give him all the credit in the world. Um, this is basically comes down to, it's not situational. For Frank Reich making this determination you and I what we think will happen basically comes down to do we think that Frank Reich can turn the Panthers around because with uh, Jonathan Gannon that roster sucks too badly yeah Uh, and I I just I cannot imagine a scenario in which they're good enough to for him to stick around D'Amico Ryans and Sean Payton Uh, D'Amico Ryans hometown guy Sean Payton is Sean Payton I can't imagine them not making it situationally, not because of how well they're going to do. Sure. If they're average or a little below average or a little above average, if they're in right near the mean, they're going to the, I think this will hold based on like where on based on expectations, not in terms of the league, but where we think Sean Payton will have the Broncos. If, if he stays close to the mean of those of that bell curve of expectations, Easy stays. Same thing with Ryan. Easy stays. Gannon, easy goes. Steichen, we'll talk about Reich. They have to succeed, I think. They can't swing and miss on quarterback,
1: and it has to happen now.
0: Well, like you said, Frank Reich has been able to do this in in Indianapolis with average variable, let's put it that way, variable quarterback play. Yeah. Uh, Yes. Overall, they absolutely have to hit this one out of the park. Uh, Could Frank Reich make it work? Could Frank Reich use the narrative that the quarterback situation was fucked up and he still had the Indianapolis Colts playing, you know, meeting expectations or potentially exceeding them, depending on where your personal expectations are? Here's I think my he-
1: question. Here's my question. If they can't put a package together to move up and get a CJ Stroud, a Bryce Young, maybe even a Will Levis, and then you're sitting there at nine and Anthony Richardson is on the board... That is that is close your eyes and swing really hard and hope you make contact type situation right there.
0: There are so do they ride with Matt Corral? I love me some buddy. I I am all in on Matty Corral. Matty Stables, yeah, buddy. I, I I love. I would love to see Matt Corral get a job that he could actually make mistakes in and keep and kind of learn on the fly. Um i wish very much that sam howell was in carolina and owning that that starting job right now uh so what teams are going to do for anthony richardson is some will have him on the board and some won't for the first round at least there i mean they're they're, there i don't know what the eagles thought of jalen hurts um but like i think any player becomes with some with exceptions any like high profile player with, you know, a high ceiling becomes an option at some point in the draft yeah. guys that are off yeah. the off the um there are guys with like behavioral issues that are just taken off entirely. But you know what I mean? Eventually, yeah. you have to draft Nekobi Dean. You know what I mean? Right. Eventually, just it, it just has to happen eventually. Yeah. And he makes it back on the board. But for the first round, I think there are some teams that are like this guy is not going to be an NFL quarterback and he's not on my draft board for the first round
1: now do you think do you think the panthers are going to be that team though
0: that is for me when i'm when i'm evaluating this there's just no actual way for me to know that
1: yeah right. it would
0: be pure speculation i right. i don't know um now,
1: if if anthony richardson is on the board in the third round and the panthers come around
0: then fuck yeah absolutely in a then heartbeat yeah. in a heartbeat yeah even but in the second round willis. you could have that conversation he's, he's malik Will- uh he's malik willis plus
1: I, i'll agree with that yeah
0: I think he's Malik Willis plus.
1: Yeah. I'll agree with that. But it's like if I'm the Panthers, to be really fair, I'm comfortable drafting a high impact guy at 9, waiting on quarterback till next year and riding with Matt Corral this year. I'm fine with that.
0: <laughs> that yeah, no, I I am I am too um I mean it is going to be honestly if I was them, I'm I'm moving back. Sure. I'm moving back. I'm gathering resources. I'm gathering resources for, and I coined this on an, on another episode. You need to start gathering. You should have started gathering resources two years ago in order to collapse for Caleb. Yeah. Collapse for Caleb Williams should have started in, in 2020, and yeah. there should have been resource, a resource pooling happening by all fran- all quarterback needy franchises. Yeah. Uh, so you can get a package together if you're not the first overall pick to trade up to be the first overall pick. This this Panthers team has has some dudes. That's what I'm saying is like, I don't know if that's possible. Trade back. Get a few extra first rounders for next year if you can or get some high draft picks. Because mm-hmm. if you don't, if you're not the first overall pick, you're going to have to perhaps add like a, a few of your family members in the trade package or right. thing things of that, things of uh, intrinsic value to you like um like your grandmother's rings Sean McVay's wife Sean McVay's wife which I don't very much like that you keep bringing up it's uncomfortable for everyone <laughs> the, the it, it's going to be a king's ransom that you will have to pay in order to move up to get Caleb Williams who I think will be the best quarterback prospect since Andrew, since Andrew luck. I was yeah. thinking maybe Trevor Lawrence, I think he's better than Trevor Lawrence. I think so too. Yeah. If I was them, I, I you know, it, it it can, maybe it backfires. Caleb Williams will not be the only first round quarterback next year. So no. there's some, maybe there, there's there are
1: guys in this coming draft.
0: Yeah. But I mean, if they think, if they believe so deeply in Levis or young or Stroud, they're gettable. Sure. What you'll need to to move up this year will be significantly less than what you will need to move up next year. Should a team that doesn't need a quarterback get that first overall pick.
1: It is like getting it, Caleb Williams
0: will be damn near impossible for most yeah. teams.
1: It's going to be really hard for a fan base to swallow Uh, stretching your nutsack across the table and letting other teams hit it with a ball-peen hammer all year this year to get Caleb Williams, but that's probably the right call for Carolina.
0: Yeah, and the odds are this is a a moot point because a team that needs a quarterback is probably going to get the number one overall pick barring major injury, so I don't think this is actually much of a conversation, but if you, I mean, the the point still stands. If you don't think your quarterback is there, i.e., Anthony Richardson being the only one likely to fall to you, um, then I'm good. I, then then bail. I'm good on that. Yeah, bail. Uh, come Anthony back next Richardson year.
1: Anthony Richardson is the dude that's that's sitting there waiting for you. I'm good on that. No thanks.
0: Also, because I mean, you do not have to know what the Panthers want to do, but based on circumstance alone. Anthony Richardson generally considered of the four quarterbacks that are being mentioned in the first round, the least pro ready, uh, um,
1: most physically gifted by a fucking mile
0: com- by a country mile. Um, not actually not. I mean, will Levis is, will Levis is, is a very physically gifted yeah, guy. Yeah. Yeah. A, a normal mile, not a country yeah. mile, but Anthony Richardson, let's put it this way, has been compared, which if you're listening, you probably Cam know Newton. this, but, but compared to Cam Newton a yeah. little bit here and Break. there. Um, so it doesn't take like knowing the inside information about the Panthers organization to assume that whoever is coming in is probably going to end up starting right away. Mm-hmm. Anthony Richardson would be your most problematic supposedly by 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 most measures uh of the four first round quarterbacks to be thrown in day 1 to start.
1: I think he completed like 10 balls against self. Not good.
0: That's funny, me too. Me too. I also just finished completing my 10th ball against South Florida right now. Yeah.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, so what is your uh, so tabu- I, I tabulate? Yes. You say yes. I
1: say yes for Frank Reich. I think he's a hell of a coach.
0: I do too and you know what? I'm going to fall. I'm going to fall there with you. I'm going to say based on him being a hell of a coach uh, I think that the Panthers will, re- will retain him. Also, we're talking about this one year grace period if a quarterback isn't isn't added with yep. the, the more uncertainty you throw into whose fault it is a t- for a team being bad, the mm-hmm. longer everyone's leash gets. Yep. So if, if they suck this year without a quarterback, I mean, hell not getting the quarterback. Is that, is that Scott Fitter's fault? Is that, uh I mean, that, that team fucked around and won seven games last year. Yeah. Right. So yeah, I- I'm with you there. So Shane Steichen, the last one for me, you've said, no, I say, no, you say no. Um, for to me, this comes down to do you think that whoever the Colts move up to get uh will be a good quarterback, which I don't know. Um if it's young or Stroud, I I'd say yeah, I, I think they're gonna do well. I lean, yes. well. If, I, lean
1: if, I lean yes for Levis, to be honest.
0: You lean yes for Levis. I just don't know enough about, about Will Levis yet. Yeah. Outside of what's what's being generally copied and pasted from You know, an analyst to analyst.
1: I I lean yes to Levis. I lean yes to to Stroud and Young. Do I think that any of those dudes are like franchise altering talents? Maybe Bryce Young? Maybe?
0: So we're saying that if the Colts can put together a package to move up and get the, maybe the first pick, it would have to be. Yeah.
1: Texans aren't moving.
0: Texans aren't moving. So if they can put together that package... And get Bryce Young.
1: Three's the Seahawks, right? What's that? Three's the Seahawks.
0: Correct. Yeah. So if the if the Colts can move up and get that, and not pay the ransom that you know w- that is probably going to be paid if the situation makes sense to move up and get Caleb Williams the next year, if they can keep that deal, you know, reasonable for them, and then add pieces around Bryce Young, because by just throwing him back there right now is going to be a little problematic with how well that offensive line protected yeah yeah so ah uh, god um i hate to be this negative i'm gonna go with you i'm gonna say no
1: i think no and and i think some of it is um my perception and it's it's totally my perception of jim ursay's instability
0: yeah yeah and unfortunately jim ursay is falling um uh, <clears throat> in the same it, it, it's 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 starting to look like the jerry jones and al davis and davis family situation where unfortunately the ownership reaches too far into the organization and meddles with things that mere mortals ought not meddle with like decision making or 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 draft day um decisions
1: yeah yeah and it's it's going to be difficult for um for shane Steichen if he doesn't have Immediate success with a quarterback that they're inevitably going to take in this draft. Um, Shane Steichen will not survive that.
0: No, no, like, like, like we've been saying, a lot of these come down to this situation right now. Yep. Um, and Shane Steichen is in a position where he is he will be tied to whoever he brings in at quarterback. So, this decision is basically, basically, do you think? Any of these quarterbacks are franchise quarterbacks. Not is Shane Steichen a good coach, but is Bryce Young a franchise quarterback? That mm-hmm. will be that will be to me the primary factor. Not yeah. you, you know enter Young Stroud whatever that'll be the primary factor in determining the answer to this question. Whereas yeah. it's different for some of these guys. Yeah. Uh Oh my goodness! Congratulations to tonight's winner of the McCorkle Award. It's the depart. It's the North Carolina Department of Motor Vehicles. Congratulations to the uh North Carolina DMV. Great job. Love your I'm cameras. I'm very much
1: looking forward to uh to your receipt of of Jonathan Law and and Uncle Samuel,
0: Johan Law and his life partner, um Uncle Sam are going to send me um a great a great holiday photo that I took under the metal mistletoe that is uh traffic lights. Yep. Specifically the north carolina's finest dmv mistletoe traffic lights
1: what a tale that was yesterday
0: yeah well i'm editing it right now and uh, there was a lot of filler (laughs) (laughs) a lot of fucking filler in that (laughs) oh boy um yeah i will make sure i'll post it on twitter and i'll i'll shave off the unfortunate bits
1: yeah quite a story
0: uh last week's winner, our beloved uh Phil Mount Stevens. We love you, Phil. Yeah, uh big big ups. Um I guess we'll send I don't know who to send it to. Probably I'll send it to Obama and see if he can't sort of facilitate I'm getting sure. this award to He's probably
1: got some time on his hands now.
0: Yeah, I'm 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 sure maybe maybe we could get it to Senator Tom Tillis. Mm. Tom Cotton? Nope. Tom Tom Tillis. Tom Tillis, um, I'm gonna send you this award. Don't keep it because you're a bad, bad man, but um but just have it. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah, get it to the correct people, please. All right. Thanks for listening to the Shadow Football Podcast. Please subscribe to our deliciously basted podcast on any platform, Apple, Spotify, Google, etc. Leave us a five-star review wherever you do listen. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter at SWF underscore podcast. Listeners, take a second, retweet new episodes on Thursday mornings. I got nothing for Texas is back because they're just, they're just not. <laughs>